What does it mean to master the game of life? Like any game, it requires a fundamental understanding and application of the rules. But living in today's on-demand society is making this nearly impossible as our attention is increasingly being fought over and monetized by others. Will Moore's mission is to help you hit the reset button by providing a new set of game rules based on time-proven universal principles and modern science to gamify your life by making it fun and addictive to replace your habits in the five core areas of your life proven to lead to true happiness. Ready, player one? How's it going, Will? It's going good, man. How are you doing? I'm doing real well. Happy to be here. Thanks for, thanks for being on. Yeah, so I was just checking out a lot of your stuff, you know, kudos. I, I, love, I love what you, you're doing, and I love that you're doing it with your mom. I mean, that's, that's, that's awesome. I love my mom. Uh, we we're like the same person, you know, every, every kid, I've got three kids now. Do you have any kids by the way? No, oh, you're married. just got married, uh, three months ago. It's all that. Congrats. Yeah. Uh, so you're not there yet, but it, it's interesting when you do start having kids, you kind of start to wonder and you start to see them grow. Like, are they going to be like me? Or are we going to be insane? Yeah. Uh, my mom and I share like the same brain, but with that, I don't think we could ever do business mm -hmm. together because of that. Yeah. So that's cool to, that you and your mom are, are doing. Let's just briefly talk about that. How did, how did this, this whole thing start where you guys became these social media gurus? Totally. So she's been doing marketing for 25, 30 years. That's really her forte. Um, a lot of people know her from the fitness industry, but the reason that she was successful in the fitness industry is because she understood marketing coming into the fitness industry. Um, and so she's had a large social presence and had a big fan base basically my entire life. She's also been an entrepreneur my entire life. So ever since as far back as I can remember, her and my dad have bought, owned and sold businesses together. So growing up, I was in a very entrepreneurial family and I got to see a lot of what that looked like firsthand. Um, and then it was around uh, a few years ago, maybe 2019, 2018, that we started uh, co-hosting a podcast together. And I had slowly kind of become my own social media coach and started my own ventures in entrepreneurship. But our first real thing we did together was I started co-hosting her podcast with her. Uh, and that was in 2019. And then in 2020 was when we launched our, our real business together, which is the Insta Club Hub. Um, and that was kind of taking her veteran experience within marketing and social media and taking my relatively new approach, taking my kind of just like fresher eyes, right? I could really um, identify and relate to all these new entrepreneurs. And so we kind of coupled those two things together and uh, I wouldn't say we have the exact same brain, but we definitely work very similarly. I love it. Yeah, I, I think you were, you, one thing you just said just, just ticked off a, 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 a box in my head with my mom and just technology. And, you know, I think you said it very graciously, but my guess is, you know, our parents and your mom's much younger than mine. So, uh, but I mean, my mom, I literally just had to spend two hours on the phone with her the other day to set up and try to get, I got her an iPad for Christmas to just to be able to like turn it on and use yeah. it, right? So I'm sure your mom's obviously way further along than that, but there's something with the younger generation and the way our brains work because we've just been acclimated and we've grown up with this type of stuff and we're where it's just automatically intuitive and easier for us to say, okay, hey mom, you've been doing this awesome marketing for all these years here's how to bring it into the to 21st century and, and use social media and technology and whatnot. I'm guessing that's a big part of it. I would say that's part 
part of it. Um, my mom is extremely tech savvy. Mm. And so I've had to teach her very little. I think that where I kind of bring a newer perspective is just being someone who's been in entrepreneurship for now seven years. But when we first started working together, um, only being an entrepreneur for three or four years. So really representing someone who has like those brand new struggles and concerns. But in terms of technical capabilities, wow. uh, she's very, very technically capable. And she's calling me up on a weekly basis to tell me about some new Instagram feature that she discovered and how she's testing the algorithms in these ways. So, um, I mean, I'm only 25 and I think my mom had me when she was around my age. So uh, she's, she's still in that younger bucket. She well. is. It's my, okay. it's my grandparents who were calling up to, uh, to give the, yeah. the break. Now you mentioned I didn't realize she was I mean she looks young I didn't realize how young she was but that's 100% right right so she's still in that I think that's she was still in that um grew up with enough of it to yeah. now acclimate right my 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 mom's more closer to probably your grandmother's age makes sense forget about it um well I love that so that's so cool okay and so you guys started this business together now when you say entrepreneur yeah are you saying you're you're an entrepreneur with this is basically the business that you've started and are running and this is what's made you an entrepreneur or do you have other businesses as well or business yeah. that you run and you talk about how to grow a business through this uh, this social media yeah so my entrepreneurship really started when i was a 19 year old freshman in college i wanted to become financially independent from my parents and kind of sever that financial umbilical cord um, and so my first business, this is going to sound really funny, especially to any of my followers who are watching who don't know this story. It started as a way uh, to teach moms how to keep their teens safe on Snapchat. Because this was like 2015, 2016. Snapchat was all the rave, it was all over the news, and everyone was really scared of it. Um, and to go kind of full circle, that was an app that I had to teach my parents how to use and kind of like show them, here's what's going on on Snapchat. And I did so so that they had a way to communicate with me when I was in college because I didn't want to just text them every single day. Right. So I taught them how to use Snapchat. And then I realized that there was this gap in the market where all of these parents were so scared of Snapchat, yet none of them really understood what was going on on Snapchat or how to use it. So that was my right. first business. I created a course when I was a freshman in college that was just explaining, here's how you use Snapchat. Here's kind of what's going on on the app. And here's how you can keep your young kids safe. I love it. I yeah. love it. That's so that's 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 so cool. So right. So from the very get go, I mean, your your roots were you were interested in the social media aspect and the technology. And OK, so so let's get into because I'm one. I don't know if you heard me, my my, my opening spiel kind of just giving people a background on you, um, you know, checking out your stuff. I mean, you have a huge following your mom you know, your, your, your website's very cool. Um, and it's not just Instagram. It's, it's, I see you have it on all these different channels. I think, you know, the zillion dollar question, everybody's trying to do the same thing, I think, including me and my brain. I feel like I have something very important to say and I want to get it out and I want to spread it with the word. What is the secret sauce? How are you guys able to do things and get people and, and engagement and stuff that other people are not? Yeah. I think there's a, few things here and there's not like one silver magic bullet answer, right? Um, yep. I think the not so sexy answer, which is probably the most prevalent factor in our success is consistency, right? Just showing up every single day, not for a few weeks or a few months, but for a few years, if not a few decades, like it takes time 
to build massive platforms. And I think one of the real benefits of Instagram and TikTok and just social media in general is that there's this virality factor where you can blow up overnight and you can get millions of followers overnight. Like that is possible. But I feel like the other side of that coin is unfortunately that that gives many people an unrealistic expectation that they will that they'll post a few times and suddenly they will be viral and they will be making millions of dollars every single time they post when in reality like like that's that's possible that's out there that can happen but 99.9% of the time it's just consistently showing up and um, something that we really pride ourselves on within our business is really listening to our community and figuring out their pain points and what they're struggling with and how we can provide benefits or solutions to those problems, because that's really all entrepreneurship is. Entrepreneurship is just being a paid problem solver. I mean, I love that you said that because, um, I mean, it ties into what I do, which is I, I, try, I teach people habits and, you know, I, while I'm helping them gamify them, meaning I'm helping them reduce the friction to form them in these main areas of their lives, their mindset, their relationships, their career and finances, their physical health, their emotional health. It doesn't happen overnight. And it's like, here's the rub. And it kind of ties to our technology conversation at the beginning. We're living in a society, this Insta society, where we're used to just clicking a button and having everything poof yeah. come to us, right? Like we can literally have anything on the planet basically delivered to us in an hour yeah. at this point, including ourselves in a vehicle across <laughs> town, right? Yeah. So it's like, the discipline is eroding in my opinion and it's becoming pretty dangerous in that people you know they're just getting these instant these dopamine hits and they're going down the rabbit hole and they're seeing these viral videos and they're like oh i i, I can do that like that's all i just need to get one of those and and then my life will magically be solved and i'll have a zillion followers and all this but that's not the way the world works and it's never been the way the world works and it'll never be the way the way the world works for 99.9 percent .9 of us which is you got to do the work, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, I grew in the last two years on Instagram from 60,000 to over 600,000. To give you kind of the 30,000 wow. foot view of my Instagram, I was on Instagram for almost a decade with very slow growth, if you're going to call it even growth at all. Granted, that first decade, I was only probably using Instagram for business and marketing for the last two to three years. But basically from 2016 to 2019, the growth was slow. It was zero to 50,000 over three years. So that's, that's slow growth, especially for someone who was an Instagram coach. Like right. it was my job to grow. And then over the course of 2019 and 2020, it grew a little bit more. And then it really took off April 1st, 2021, when I challenged myself to start posting one reel per day. And so I challenged myself just for the next 30 days, one reel per day for the month of April of 2021, one reel per day. At the end of that month, I was over 100,000 followers. I had grown by more than 30,000 followers in that month. And I just kept it going. I had no plans of like when I was going to stop or I wasn't doing it as like a, a marketing tactic. It was just like a challenge for myself that I then stuck with and I kept at. And to this day, we're now 643 days later. I haven't missed a day. There's been at least one reel every single day that entire time. And across this entire 640 days, I've averaged a thousand new followers every single day. And that's something I'm really proud of because there's overnight success, right? Like there's a million followers from one mega viral post. There's, there's the corn kid who, who is set for life because he made one little video when he was eight years old. But I'm really proud of 
of the fact that my community has been able to grow at this sustained, consistently high rate. So again, that's so, I love that. And you know, that's right. It's it's because you, you figured out a formula, a system that works for you and you're using it and you're consistently growing. And like you said, you know, what, what people don't see, it's funny that like literally the analogy used, I use all the time where it's like people just, they look at that, that, that guy driving the Ferrari that has a million followers that like, you know, became famous because he did some viral posts. But that's number one, that's super rare. Number two, even if you get that, if you haven't built a system on how to keep it and how to keep people entertained and, and to give them value, correct mm -hmm. me if I'm wrong, you're going to lose them, right? They're going to dwindle off. So it's like, it's kind of like you give somebody a million dollars and if they had no idea about how to build a business, how to manage their money, how to exponentially grow their wealth, that money's going to be gone pretty fast mm -hmm. versus give that to somebody that understands all that and it's going to take, take off. Absolutely. So I love that. Okay. So, so let's get more into, you, you said your first thing, consistency. Um, I was looking at the answers you did. Thank you for filling this out. Not everybody does um, to, you know, your top two habits. And so one of them you said was number one, daily content creation, creating constantly, documenting frequently, eliminating the need to judge content. Love that. And then number two, you said, is the algorithm and the research testing, actively consuming content and analyzing it, why it performed well. Let's talk about that a little bit and how that comes into play. Yeah, totally. So I'm obsessed with the algorithm. I geek out over the algorithm. And I should say algorithms as plural because there are multiple. Um, and I think that's one of the reasons that our students are so successful is because I and we, as in my mom and I, are so obsessed with this stuff that we're able to then explain it to them in simple terms because we've done the work, we've done the research, we put in the time and the hours. And I think a huge distinction that every single person watching this needs to make is that your posts are not uh, a reflection of your worth as a person or a business owner. Your posts are simply data points that you can learn from. And so one of my things that I like to say all the time that I get pushback on because it creates a lot of anxiety for people is the more you post, the more you grow. Can you grow without posting consistently or without posting frequently? Sure. I mean, again, like to bring up the corn kid, you make one video when you're five years old, and you get a couple million views. You can grow a huge following without posting a ton, but the data shows there's a direct correlation between the number of posts you make and your growth rate on Instagram. So the more you post, the more you grow. But a huge way that I'm able to post more and increase that frequency of posting is not stressing out over whether or not this is the perfect post. Does this, is this a home run? Is this a slam dunk? Because in my book, if you're trying to hit a home run every single time, you're gonna end up striking out the majority of the time. Love that, right. MVP is what we call it, right? In the entrepreneur world, minimal viable product. It's like, yeah. just get it out there and this is, I think, this is one of my um, failure habits. And I know tons and tons of people struggle with it where they try to make it perfect, right? And they stress themselves out, like you just said, mm -hmm. and they get super in their heads about it needs to be this. And like, if I'm putting this out to the world, it's got to represent everything who I am and what I'm doing. And if I make one little mistake, people are going to go, this guy sucks. No, it's about, like you just said, the consistency and just getting it out there, seeing what people are responding to, seeing what's working, and then continuing to tweak and change. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. Like you can learn, like I said, it's a data point, right? Every single post is not 
a reflection of, of, of everything that you've done it needs to tell your whole story and, and all of your everything. No, it's, it's a data point. Hey, did this hook work well? What was the lighting on this reel? What colors did I use? How are my captions? What was my, uh, my text? What was my call to action at the end of the video? And how can I then learn and slightly improve 1% better for my next post? And so people all the time say, you need to focus on quality over quantity. And I think that's backwards. I think the only way that you get to quality is by increasing your quantity. Another word for this is just simply practice, right? Like the more we practice, the better our content is going to get. Um, I, I couldn't agree more. So, so let's talk, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I may be a unique example. I want to talk about my account and because there may be other people out here that can relate and I want to, you know, for both selfish purposes as well as hopefully other people I can totally. help out there. Okay, so I did not follow your formula. And what I did is because I'm trying to grow this business, I have what I call these pillars of my business. So I have an app that I'm developing. I have my curriculum. I have a book I've been working on for forever and a day that I'm trying to finish, right? And then it came to social media. And I'm like, oh, God, I know this is something I need to do, mm -hmm. but I don't have the time. Like, I'm not one of those people that is constantly scrolling and stuff. And so I'm like, but I know it's a necessary... I, I hate to use this word because I see it differently now, but at the time I was like, it's a necessary evil. Like I need to do it. And I think just that in itself, my attitude towards it is why I didn't succeed. Mm -hmm. And so I wasn't being consistent. I would post here and there and I would do exactly what we just talked about. Where I'd be like, all right, every, I'd rather do, it's all about quantity over quality and, or excuse me, quality over quantity. So every mm -hmm. post needs to be perfect. And I'd spend all this time and then I'd put it out there and I'd get like two likes and I'd be like, oh my God, I just spent like 20 hours like, Yep. Filming, editing, all this stuff. So I got to the point where I'm like, I need to grow faster. I need to get people into what I'm doing. So I actually met somebody through a guy who ended up turning out to be kind of a con man, but he introduced me to a guy who wasn't a con man who had this site and he's like, yeah, it was called, you can have success. And he's like, and he was looking to sell it. Uh -huh. Right. And I, there's this whole world out there behind the scenes that I didn't even know about. That I don't know. I'm sure you're familiar that people watching know, but basically you can buy somebody else's site mm -hmm. because they've already done the work and they've built up the content and the users and the followers. So I did that. And I was like, you know what, for this amount that you're asking, I was like, our content aligns pretty well. Like you've been calling it, you can have success. It's been success tips. You know, mine's slightly different. It's about habits and gamification, but there's enough crossover where I'm sure I'm just going to take it right, right over and it's going to, that's not at all what happened. Uh, yeah. Just the, the usership, people started default unfollowing, people were not responding like they were. And I'm just like, I don't get it. So let's talk about people that have maybe been in this situation. So now here I am, I have an account and I have on paper, it looks great, right? Like 360 some thousand followers. When I bought the page, I think it had 420,000. Every month opposite to you, I'm losing followers, mm -hmm. right? Every day. And my engagement's terrible. What do I do? How do I solve this? Do I start a brand new account because this thing's dead and it's, you know, I'm just, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So I think that this also applies to like anyone who is um, changed their niche. Like if they used to, let's say, sell hair care and now they're pivoting and they're going to do uh, baking with essential oil, something like that. You know, they've changed what their target demographic is. Or they've changed their topic. Um, what I will say is this. 
what you've done, uh, also similar to like buying followers uh, or doing the follow unfollow method, it's very inorganic. It's something I would not recommend to anyone because ultimately they're going to end up most likely where you've ended up, right. which is engagement keeps going down, following keeps going down. Um, and I'm sure that's really frustrating too because you spent the money and you got your expectation and your hopes up around this account. And that's then right. now it's been downhill. Um, specifically, let me ask you this. How many likes do you average or how many views do you average on your, your posts? Off the top of your head. Heard on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, all Instagram, of them. Are just, Instagram, just Instagram. Right, Instagram. Um, right, so it, it's kind of all over the place right now. So we might get one that has 20 to 30,000 views, right? Because there's still, I think, and those are some, we do some kind of, we, we work in viral content into our yeah. stuff where we take a piece of viral content and then we tie it to what we're doing and those tend to do better. But just me talking to the camera, you know, maybe I'll get 20 to 60 likes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, maybe, and, and hardly any comments. Yeah. Yeah. So basically what's going on is, is what you've already diagnosed, which is that they had this account had 400,000 followers, but they don't know you. They didn't sign up for following you. They didn't sign up for following this account. And it's tempting to say like, well, they're in the same niche. They're into the same things. It's, the, it's a similar crossover topic, but they didn't sign up for that. This isn't your account, these lives. Some people might see the posts and be like, oh, this is cool, I'm gonna stick around. But the majority are either going to unfollow, which I would argue, and we'll talk about this in a second, which I would argue is a good thing, the better option. Absolutely. Or the worst option is they stay following you, but they don't engage. They just like mute you, they turn you off, they scroll past you. And now the algorithm is going to show your post to them a lot less frequently. And that sucks because now you're really in a hole. So I would say that the unfollow is better than the active but unengaged follower. Um, but really, in your case, as sexy as it is to have an account with 300,000 followers, it's really, really unappealing to any brand or potential customer when they see a high following and a low engagement, right. because that means either you've done something inorganic, such as purchase an account or purchase followers or follow and follow, or that just means that you're engaged, your, your posts are just so bad that no one wants to engage with you. So either way, it's a really bad sign for potential clients, customers, brands right. that might want to ask you. Um, and so that's where, I, so sorry yeah. to argue, but that's exactly where I am. Yeah. And so I met with my team on Monday and it's funny because they, I have, a, uh, they help to book guests and mm -hmm. we've been talking about this stuff and I'm so glad they booked you. It's like perfect timing. Um, and, and they're like, make sure you ask, make sure you ask Brock about this. Cause we literally discussed like just starting a brand new page and calling it, you know, something very similar and just starting from scratch and building and seeing how that goes. And just like you said, being consistent posting every day, yeah. it, it kills me to think about it because yeah. I, like you said, I've spent, it's been years. I mean, I bought this thing like three years ago and I've put so much into it, but the needle's not moving. So I guess yeah. I'd ask you, do you think I should do that? Or do you think there's a way to, because I've also tried to have, I paid somebody to unfollow or to, to excuse me, to try to get rid of bots yeah. by um, defriending and stuff. But that was impossible because yeah. it's, it's really hard to determine yeah. who's a bot and who's not. You would, you would be best off, in my opinion, starting a new account. I think that also just like removing bots or removing unengaged followers, that's also going to negatively affect you. A lot of people have this thought that if I remove 10% of my followers because they're bots. That's going to help me because now percentage wise, my engagement rate will go up. Right. My posts will be shown to less bots, but that's not true. The algorithm doesn't look at, hey, this person removed 10% of bots. 
the algorithm says, this person just lost 10% of their followers. This person just lost thousands of followers in one day. Their content must be really bad or their account must be totally crap. So they're going to show your posts to less people, which of course means less future growth. And so I know it sucks and I know it's scary and I know no one likes to hear this. I've never had this conversation with someone and they've been like, okay, good. Like I can't wait to start a new account. It always sucks to hear this, but in my opinion, take the organic strategies that you are doing, the sharing of viral content, the uh, remixing and resharing of, of popular content in your niche that still relates and you can add your own two cents. Um, keep doing those sort of things, but start a new account. And, and chances are you'll grow much faster and you might only have 20,000 followers by the end of the year, but those 20,000 are all going to be super engaged right. rather than how it currently stands. So, yeah, I, I figured that was the answer. Yeah. And you're right, it's not fun to hear, but uh, fortunately I've, I'm at a place uh, where I've been building my, my habits and my brain to mm -hmm. where I, I understand that I'm gonna get my ass kicked in life. <laughs> if I keep yeah. trying to do the same thing, I'm never gonna, right? So um, in a way it's relieving to hear like, okay, I've, I've heard it from an official expert. Um, I guess one other question I would have is, do I take in this new, this new page that I build, do I take uh, like some of my best content that I've, because obviously I've, I've built, it's, I've been for four or five years, I've got, because I took content from my old page when I bought this, put it on the new. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a ton of content and not all of it's amazing, but a lot of it's very good. And so it's like, do I take the best stuff from that and repost it and use that as content? Absolutely, all of the best content, everything that's performed well, post it again, because you've already done the work, you've already created the content, so you might as well let that content live on when you create this new account. Also, when you start this new account, promote the new account on your existing account. Be very explicit to the 400,000 followers. If you are interested in X, Y, and Z, if you want more content about this and that, follow this new account that I'm creating. That way you have a boost of new followers who are interested, right? Because there are likely followers who follow, you know, the Gamify Your Habits page who are active and who are engaged and who are loyal and they'll want to go follow that new account. So give them a chance by promoting it on this account um, and then stop posting on this account. You know, stop, stop regularly updating it so that people know if they want to keep getting this kind of content from you, they need to follow the new account and they need to be engaged there. Perfect. That's, that's it. All right. That's, that's what I need to hear. And hopefully yep. that can help people at home that might be in a similar situation. Um, maybe not have bought a page, but there are obviously people. And at one point, like people that don't know what they're doing and then they get, you know, a spam email that says, Hey, you can grow your followers to 10,000 people. And I feel like now it's, it is people understand it more, mm -hmm. but like, especially back in the day, yep. Yeah. It was very like, oh, wow, this is awesome, right? And then you buy all these thoughts and then you're like, oh, shit. And it actually ended up, ends up hurting them a lot more by having those. So it's great advice. Yeah, of course. Thank you. Um, okay, so let's also get into another question that I'd asked you. Um, so, you, oh, yeah, so you mentioned that you have your own podcast. So what do you guys discuss on the podcast? Just like is, is each episode its own little tip and trick or do you guys have guests on or how do you do what do you do? yes so th that's a good way to think about it is the first thing you said is, is tips and tricks it's really it's advice we do release two episodes a week a quick tip on tuesday which is really it's tip based it's educational something tactical and practical that you can implement it's usually a an episode that's 10 minutes or less 
And then on Thursday, we do a longer episode, maybe 20 to 40 minutes that dives deep into a certain topic. And it's all about social media marketing. So I saw some people in the comments asking what's the name of it. It's called Build Your Tribe. That's the name of our podcast. It's a top 10 marketing podcast, Build Your Tribe. And so my mom and I, we co-host it together. Um, and it's about more than just Instagram. We talk about Facebook ads. We talk about podcasting. We talk about email marketing. Kind of the whole umbrella of online entrepreneurship is covered and discussed in the show. I love it. Okay. So what would you say? And, and so with, with, with these, this podcast that you have and this program that you have, uh, the Insta Club Hub, right? And people can check you out. By the way, we'll put show notes and stuff in our, um, this will go onto our podcast. It'll go onto YouTube and stuff. We'll put all the notes, but yeah, Insta Club Hub is, is your main website to be able to, to join up and sign up. So let's say I, I'm Joe Schmo and I want to, or, or me, I mean, this is something interesting. So I'm not Joe Schmo, I'm Will Moore and I want to sign up tomorrow. I'm like, I need yeah. help. Yeah. What am I going to get and, from you guys and how, how are you going to yeah. do so the Insta Club Hub is the best place to start if you're looking for Instagram growth, because that's our Instagram coaching membership. So we're not going to do it for you because that can often lead you down a very inorganic slippery slope where you're just one step away from buying followers and you right. really lose the authenticity of your Instagram account. So we teach you in its simplest terms and its fastest processes how to grow on Instagram and how to increase your engagement, but not just for vanity's sake, not just for influencer's right. sake. But really, our goal is to help you get more customers and get more sales. Um, I saw someone earlier say, wow, you must spend all day on Instagram. And actually, that's not true. I might be obsessed with the algorithms. I might study this stuff. But I did a um, breakdown of it a few weeks ago. I spent 43 minutes a day. That's all it is. 43 minutes a day on Instagram. And that's for myself, someone who's hyperactive. So we believe that we can help you grow in less than 30 minutes a day of actual time spent on Instagram. Um, and we do that by teaching you the strategies and techniques that like cut through the BS because there's so much of it out there. Right. There's so many Instagram coaches on the internet and a lot of them are really great, but also a lot of them have no idea what they're talking about and they're preaching strategies and techniques that um, are going to waste a lot of time or maybe they're just not going to be very efficient and they might work for a small percentage of people, but they're not going to give you the biggest return on investment. Um, and so we want to help you optimize your time to grow and sell more on Instagram. I love it. Okay. Um, now let's talk about some of these, you mentioned that you, you study these algorithms and they're constantly changing. Would you, are you, can you talk about some of the things that maybe used to work that don't anymore? And now what you've, you've studied and seen that is working? Yeah, totally. Um, so one of the biggest things that a lot of people have uh, noticed this, and when I say it, it's going to make a lot of sense for people. Uh, so for anyone watching right now, let me know, type a number one in the comment section or in the chat, if you feel a little bit bored with the trending audios that you see every single person remaking, or you feel a little bit overwhelmed or, or annoyed even, or, or just like not that interested in the same exact trending audio time after time after time. Yeah, like so many people right. feel that way. I pulled my audience um, and four out of five people say that they feel this way. And the reason for that is because we're seeing so much of them, right? And this was the easy way for all of us to dip our toe in the water and to get familiar with using reels and to get used to creating short form content uh, is to just remake a trending sound that everyone else has made, right? But then it became oversaturated and it became overused and right. everyone was doing it. And so now it's like boring and, and, and people are generally off put by it. So there are people 
who are still going to go viral using trending sounds. Trending sounds can still help people grow. They can still be effective and get good engagement. But what we're seeing is that people are really valuing original audios and original content. Education, motivation, inspiration, relatability, storytelling, captivating someone with, with what you're doing in the video. Those things are so much more impactful than, hey, I'm gonna lip sync this popular soundbite from a movie and I'm gonna point at some text on the screen. Um, it also just shows up your personality so much more. So I think that's something that everyone needs to lean into for 2023. That's awesome. That, that's a great point, right? I mean, you see, you scroll through and you just see like, somebody will be like, they'll hold a sign and say, I bet this goes viral because of this audio or something. And then that's the whole post. And you're like, what the, right? Yeah. And, and it's, it's a perfect example of what you just said. And just like anything in the world, you know, when it's new and it's fresh and it's unique, it catches on. But then once the herd has, 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 bit, has latched on, it's over. Yeah. So that's a good, that's a, that's a good one. Is there, are there any other ones? Like, okay, so you mentioned earlier, the more you post. Um, so I, I think that's been since day one, I feel like. Yeah. Do you still feel like that's an algorithm that Instagram takes into consideration? Yeah, absolutely. And it's really just a numbers game, right? Social media is a numbers game. When we are posting, we are competing with every other single person who has posted at that time and also all the people who are trying to run ads to our target followers at that time. So there's a lot of competition. And as more people are posting reels and more people are getting on Instagram, which they crossed 2 billion users this past year, they just passed that number. So 2 billion people are on Instagram now. It's a lot of people making a lot of posts every single minute of the day. And so we're all in a competition for our viewers' attention. Um, one, so, so that's to say, the more you post, the more you grow. That's definitely true because the more you post, the higher your odds of showing up in someone's feed are. And when you're out of sight, you're out of mind. But when you're consistently showing up in someone's feed, you're on their mind, they're more likely to engage, they're more likely to become customers. But one thing uh, that we see as a trend coming for 2023, besides just uh, posting more onto Instagram is, and this is actually, it's just my train of thought just totally left my left. brain so i'm gonna see if it comes back i'll let you know if it comes yep, back no okay so uh, i'm gonna buy i know it is time okay it came back it just yes. came back will it just came back it circled back into the station yes. okay. okay so it's view duration this is a big change in the algorithm that's coming right now and it's actually already started in december of 2022 it's view duration so what all of the social networks value above everything else is time on platform they care about how much time are you spending or how much time are, are your followers spending on the platform? We've known this for years, that hasn't changed. But the way that the algorithm, specifically the Instagram feed algorithm, determines time on platform has changed. So in the past, the Instagram algorithm used to look at how many likes did you get? How many comments did you get? How many saves did you get as indicators of watch time? But what we're starting to see now is that the algorithm is actually valuing watch time above everything else. So not just, hey, you got a lot of likes, so people must be watching it long, but just straight up, how long are people watching your content? And so there's no magic length of a reel. There's no, it needs to be seven seconds, it needs to be 10 seconds, it needs to be a minute long. But are you making reels that people are watching or even that people are watching over and over again on repeat? When you can create content like that, it doesn't matter if it's three seconds or if it's 30 seconds, that's what's going to help you reach more people. So 
That that brings me to another question. So TikTok, I've heard that that's did that start with TikTok, and now IG is picking that up because now they're doing these reels, and it used to be right. It used to be more like photos and stuff, and longer videos did well. Now it's like reels. And I saw on something you wrote or um, about how re something about how it's all about reels. Mm -hmm. I want to talk about that too. So I guess does this all tie together uh, in terms of like TikTok kind of started that wave and that's their algorithm and then Instagram sort of is copying in a way but obviously they have a huge following so that's I mean is that is it the same basic algorithm do you think uh it, it is slightly different and if we were to get really into their algorithms their algorithms actually work quite different but in terms of this specific metric yes it is very similar from our studies it seems that Instagram values watch duration a little bit more while TikTok values watch uh, time, or excuse me, watch rate. So TikTok cares that you're, I might, yes. Uh, actually, I just flipped those, yeah. TikTok cares about watch duration. So TikTok wants you to watch a longer video. TikTok wants you to watch a two minute video, a three minute video, while Instagram cares less about the exact quantitative number. Is it two minutes, is it three minutes? Instagram cares a lot more about the percentage. Are your viewers watching 100%? or even 200% of your video, right? Like as if they watched it twice. So that's one minor distinction, but yes, to your point, uh, really that's that's the key with short form video is getting people to watch the content. Okay, so um, while we're talking about TikTok, what other, what other, because there's people I'm sure out here like me that have a TikTok page, they have an Instagram page, they have a YouTube page, like, like but let's just stick to TikTok and Instagram. What would you say are some other main differences? Because so what my team does is we come up with content each week, right? And right now we're doing three to four posts a week. And then we're just basically putting them on both. Yeah. And it's like, there's always that question in my mind, like, are the algorithms different? Should I be tweaking this to make sure it's for this algorithm? How would you answer that? Yeah. What I would say is trends move faster on TikTok. The TikTok appetite for consumption of a trend is much faster than that of Instagram. Instagram, something can trend for weeks. On TikTok, it's usually just going to be a few days and it's usually going to be a few days before it moves to Instagram. Although I do predict that that's going to change a little bit um, in 2023. The biggest difference between the two algorithms though is that the TikTok algorithm has what's called a content-based algorithm or a content-driven algorithm, while the Instagram algorithm is primarily a social-based or social-driven algorithm. So on Instagram, they really care about, they being the algorithm, really care about who are you following and who are they following? And of the people you're following, what are they interacting with? And who of your followers are you interacting with the most? I'll take myself for example, like my wife. Let's say we DM a bunch of times throughout the day, we're sending each other content. Well, the algorithm says, hey, there must be a strong relationship here. So if his wife likes something, we're more likely to show it to him. So that way the communities kind of influence each other and Instagram in general really cares about this social component while on, and also one last thing before we move to the TikTok algorithm, part of that social component is how many followers you have. So it's not a direct correlation, but usually the more followers you have, the more views you're going to get and the more views you're going to consistently get because Instagram says your followers have chosen socially to follow you. So they want to see your content on TikTok. On the other hand, it's just all about the content. It's is your content good or not? Is your content going to get people to watch it and engage with it? And if it is, TikTok will show it to more people. 
If not, TikTok won't. And it doesn't matter if you have 3 million followers on TikTok or if you have three followers on TikTok, if you make good content, if your content is highly engaged with, TikTok will show it to more people and to people who are interested in that kind of content. Gotcha. Okay, so I'm just trying to follow this. Yeah. I thought, so before I thought you'd said that TikTok is more, let's see, I was taking notes. Um, it's more about the watch duration. Like they want you to watch longer, whereas IG yeah. cares more about the percentage. But yeah. with what you said, and, and so I'm, I want to understand this and have viewers understand this. Weren't you basically just saying that TikTok is the one that like, as long as people are watching it, like then, okay, like a, a hundred thousand people just watch, even if it's like five seconds of it, then they'll say, okay, people are watching this and then they'll spread it. Or, or is that not how it works? Well, it it kind of goes in waves here. And so these things aren't uh, separate, right? All of these factors apply. The studies have come out that show that Instagram tracks over 50,000 data points. So it's um, irresponsible for anyone to say, Instagram only cares about insert metric. They care about a lot of different right. metrics. Um, but on TikTok, if there's, it's unlikely that 100,000 people would watch five seconds of the video, let's say if it was a minute long video, because if it was a minute long video, and people are only watching five seconds, they're not likely going to show it to that many people. They're going to show it to people in waves. And so that's true of the Instagram algorithm. That's true of the TikTok. Every algorithm pretty much across all the socials, uh, they have one big similarity, which is that they don't just automatically push your content out to everyone. They do it in waves. They show it first and foremost to your most engaged followers, the people who are most likely to consume your content, or on TikTok, the people who are most interested in that kind of content. If it does well, they'll push it to more. And if it does well with that group, they'll push it to more. And if it does well with that group, and that's how a post reaches hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people. But it's really um, a, a tier-based system. Got it. So, got it. Yeah. That makes sense. God, that's so fascinating, right? I mean, this is like, and I, I mean, I, all right, I, I hope you don't mind I'm drilling you here. No, um, I love it. Because I, 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 I feel like these are all questions everybody's constantly in their mind, like, what am I, you know, especially yeah. when you like spend all this time and you, you know, you do the work and then you don't get views and you're like, what the hell this is this gold? Totally. What's happening? Totally. So what would you say for going back to, um, you know, like, so just to kind of remind people, you were saying it's more about quality over qu quantity over quality. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like get something out every day. Right. Um, and then is there, what, what about like hashtags and stuff? I mean, it, I mean, yeah, I guess let's talk about that briefly. Yeah, yeah. Is that a major factor or is that not as big as people think, think it is? Hashtags might be the most overrated growth factor or growth tool in the current world of social media. And that's because in 2015 and 2016, hashtags were an essential growth tool. But then just like you said, the herd and the masses showed up and started overusing them and started misusing them and started using hashtags strictly for marketing purposes, which means that hashtags lost their value and they lost their importance. So I get a lot of pushback for saying this. Hashtags, in my opinion, are not worth your time, energy, effort, or stress. If you're using them, go ahead and keep using them. They're probably not going to hurt you. If you can you know, get great results from using hashtags, then by all means, knock your socks off, keep using them. But if hashtags for you or for anyone watching, like most people, are a source of like stress and frustration and you're researching them and you're paying $9.99 a month for some special app that's supposed to tell you your magic list of hashtags to use, 
that's a waste of time, energy, and effort. Because ultimately, it's your content, it's your community, it's your engagement that's going to drive your results and your growth, not some magic hashtag that you put on your post. Okay, so let me pause there and yeah. let me ask you this. That's, uh, that's very interesting because for somebody that has already gotten to that point, I can totally see that that would be true, right? Mm -hmm. It's like you don't need them. You're not... But for somebody, it's kind of a catch-22 because you, you got to get to the point where you have the audience, right? And so I guess to me, you know, one thing like my wife, she started her own PT business, a physical therapy uh, as well as Pilates. It's a PT slash Pilates. And she's looking to open up her own studio. She started doing these posts. She's been doing it for like three or four months and she's already, she's got way less followers. I mean, her engagement's higher than mine, right? Like uh, way, way higher. And I'm just like, what the heck? And she is convinced that it's the hashtag. She's like, oh, it's all about the hashtag. She's like, I put 20 in. And she's like, I put the ones exactly relative to my business. And then they go right to the top of the algorithm. So first of all, let me check that fact with you. Uh, does it, if you put a hashtag that says, you know, uh, Pilates Evanston, Illinois, is anybody that's following that hashtag, is that going to go to the top of their feed, like no matter who it is, no. or does it only show it to certain people? No. So for anyone, and this is getting a little technical, but, and no worries about that. If you follow hashtag was Pilates, Pilates, Evanston, Illinois, Evanston, Illinois, you follow that hashtag, which probably not very many people are to begin with. You will be shown a post by someone who uses that hashtag, for example, your wife, but only if that post becomes a top post. So if your wife's post becomes one of her best performing posts and one of the best posts within that hashtag in terms of engagement rate, then those followers who follow that hashtag might see that in their feed. That's a very, very small percentage of people. One case, one exception where hashtags can still be useful is in your wife's case. So if you are building a local following, hashtags can be helpful to really hone in and target what group you're trying to attract. But in general, the algorithms are way too flippin' smart to need to rely on hashtags to figure out what your post is about. The algorithms know where you're posting from, and I say the algorithms, but the artificial intelligence, these social media accounts, these, these apps, they know where you're posting from. They know what you're posting about. They can scan your content. They can transcribe what you're saying. They can analyze your photos. They can look through your videos. They can read through your caption. They can even read through your comments and figure out what's this post about and who would be interested in seeing this post. So that's why five, ten, five to 10 years ago, using a hashtag was really beneficial because the artificial intelligence wasn't quite advanced enough to do all of that. But now it can do all that for us. So we don't need to tell the artificial intelligence uh, what our post is about. And also to your point of, uh, you know, it's a catch 22 because you need the audience. I think that for anyone who's trying to grow their audience, those people especially should forget about hashtags and double down on their content, on engaging with the three followers that they do have, on building their community, on going live more regularly, on posting Instagram stories, things like that. No worries. This I got, is, I this got is real life. Okay, guys, I'm on an interview. Sorry. No worries. This I got is, to myself. Yeah, I got to myself. Got um, um, yeah, I think that those people should focus a lot less on hashtags and a lot more on every other piece of their social media. Got it. That is that is that's good advice because you know when I have these meetings with my team each week and we actually are looking at 
Like, right, we're doing everything I feel like we should be doing right. We literally, every week we review what posts we had, what did well, you know, what, what's working, what's not working, but we're still not getting there. Um, and like, we do spend a lot of time hash talking about hashtags and which ones we're using and stuff. So you're basically saying, don't, interesting. Don't yep. worry too much about those. Yep. Um, and so just going back and we've been on for a long time. I appreciate it. it all this. I know I've been pumping you full of questions and hopefully there's a lot of value people are getting from this. Cause I know I am, uh, you know, just getting back to just growing that initial, you know, I mean, you said, like you said it to begin with, there's billions of people out there on this platform and not to mention the other platforms that you're competing against. And why, how are the people going to find you just because you're posting every single day, why is that going to, why are you going to grow? Well, why is that going to make you grow versus somebody else that's posting every yeah. single day? So ultimately, of course, it's going to go back to the value that you're providing in your content and the value that you're providing in your content. People think they hear the word value and they think, oh, it's got to be this groundbreaking educational tip or else it's not valuable. And that's not true. Value is simply something that would matter to a stranger. If it would matter to someone who does not already know you and your story and your brand, that's valuable. So I don't care if it's a new painting that you just finished up. I don't care if it's a dance that you're working on. I don't care if it is an educational tip or if it's a motivational story from your own life. If it would matter to a stranger, that is what value is. When you're first getting started, it is definitely tougher to grow because you don't have the built-in reach of having thousands of followers. But when you consistently post about one topic, which this is step one for growth, Step one for growing on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, any of them is identifying your niche. It's not posting more. It's not posting a lot of reels. It's not finding the perfect hashtags. It's identifying your niche, picking out what your topic and focus are going to be. And then when you consistently post about said topic over and over and over and over again, the algorithm learns what that topic is and the algorithm starts to refine who it should show your posts to. But when you post about 19 different topics and all your different pillars and your hobbies and your interests and your passions, the algorithm gets confused and it doesn't quite know who exactly to show your posts to. But when you really get clear with that niche, the algorithm will do its job, which is ultimately to get you more views. That's in the benefit of Instagram. Instagram makes more money when you get more views. Because if you're getting more views and you're keeping people on Instagram for longer, Instagram can sell more advertisements. So it's in Instagram's interest as a business to help you get more views. But you aren't helping yourself if you're posting about a, lot, a large variety or even a multiple uh, different topics and interests and niches of yours. So pick that niche, identify that topic. Because um, if not, when you confuse, you lose. You confuse, you lose. Man, that's so good. So, ah. Uh. That's, this is gold. All of this is so great. I'm going to have, I'm going to make sure my, my, um, my team listens to this, this podcast for next week. Cause, uh, that way I don't have to convey, uh, last question. And then, um, and then I'll let you go. Facebook advertising and Google and YouTube advertising and TikTok boosting. Tell me, yeah. Do you feel that that is something that people should do? do? Do the algorithms take that into consideration? Like, oh, this guy's spending money over here. Let's show his stuff to more people. What's your take on that? Yeah, so first of all, that's a myth. That's been disproven many times that if you aren't promoting or you aren't boosting posts or you aren't paying Instagram, that then they're going to show your posts to less people because they want you to post. Or some people think that once they get you and you pay $10 to boost one post, 
now they're going to never show your posts to people again because they, they know they got you, right? And they want to yeah, keep buying things. I've had that's that thought not, before. Yeah, that's a thought, right? And that's human nature. And we're always looking for excuses and reasons to blame outside of ourselves. But yeah. that's been proven that that isn't true. What I will say about this, about boosting posts and running advertisements, if that's something that you're interested in, either take the time to invest in a course and really learn about that and like optimize it and study it or hire someone who has, like hire an agency or a marketer who can do that for you. But what most people are doing when they're boosting posts is they're just throwing money into the fire. They're just pouring gasoline into that fire of already bad content. And so if you aren't already making great content, if your content isn't already reaching a lot of people, that's a sign that people aren't really engaging or liking your content that much. And so it's not going to help you to show this garbage to more people. Like that's only going to hurt you. So we might as well refine our content, improve our content. And then if you do want to run ads, hire a team to help you out or invest in uh, the knowledge to learn to do it yourself. But for most people, I'll say you don't need it. You don't need advertising. You don't need paid growth. You can grow organically. Okay, so I love that. Thank you. Um, somebody just said, is this live going to be available? How can I? So it'll be on my page. I don't, I'll, I'll, I'll invite you to tag. I don't know if you reshare it or how you do that, mm -hmm. but it'll at least be on our page. Um, so people can rewatch because I do feel like, right, I, like this is, there's some good value in this. Um, just, so this, so with this advertising, I understand what you're saying and you should hire somebody and don't guess and all that. But I guess my follow-up question would be, when you're, you're buying, when you're paying for the advertising just itself, like, is it even a good method in general versus the organic growth? Because it's like, are you then, you're paying for people to get there and then the, maybe they're not as engaged as somebody that organically found you or might not be as likely to use your services? Sure. So organic followers are always going to be more engaged than paid followers. Um, I will say we run ads in our business. Ads don't hurt you. Ads can definitely help you. And having a great paid marketing strategy is huge, especially for getting in front of cold traffic and generating leads. It can definitely be beneficial. Um, but I think of it as something that's supplementary or excuse me, it's complementary. It's not supplementary. So it's not going to replace organic social, but it might help you out a little bit. And we definitely do it. Uh, but I will definitely say the vast majority of our business comes from organic social. The biggest spikes, the biggest sales, the biggest launches come from organic social, not necessarily paid social. And we've had dozens of agencies, we've worked with tons of marketers and, and advertisers and ads can do well, uh, but ultimately there's no replacement for a killer organic social. Oh man. So I'm looking at, this is, this is, you're in a good niche, man. I mean, I do a lot of interviews and I rarely get this many questions. I've got just a ton of questions that were, were put on my sidebar here. I, I want to hit two last ones and you could just give a super quick answer um, that I, everything looks like it was pretty much addressed, but these two. One was, uh, um, God, there's more than I thought. And now I'm trying to find them. There's so many. Um, oh, is it? True that this is a good one. Is it true that shorter reels get more views? That's true to an extent. That's true in that shorter reels typically are going to have a higher watch rate. Like people are going to watch a five second video for longer than they're going to watch a minute long video. <clears throat> Excuse me. But it's not a universal guarantee that, hey, if I make my video seven seconds, it's going to go viral. There's a lot of people out there who like to spread that myth. But uh, no, that is not. It's, it's not necessary 
but it is generally true that shorter is more likely to be more engaging and thus get more views. And my follow-up would be, are the two to five minute videos dead? Are those gone? Are we never going to go back to those? Because now people, ties to what we originally talked to, our, our short attention span as human beings is getting shorter and shorter. And now that we've gotten a taste of this, I can get a bite-sized piece of information in less than a minute. I mean, it's often yeah. five, 10 seconds. Is it dead? The opposite is true. It's coming back to life. If anything, it's the zombie that's coming back to life. We see that especially on TikTok. They just started releasing 10-minute videos out to a lot more people. They started releasing horizontal videos even on TikTok. Uh, TikTok is working with competing against Netflix and YouTube, not even Instagram. So uh, while the short seven-second video might get more views and it might be more engaging for people, a lot of people are recognizing that you can only get so much out of a seven-second video. And they're looking for that authenticity, that originality, that value that can be provided in a two-minute video, a five-minute video, or even a 60-minute video like we're doing right now. Um, and so if anything, those, hash, those, uh, those video views are coming back. That's fascinating. I would not have thought you'd say that. That's yeah. a really, I'm glad I asked that question. Uh, but I can see that because it's kind of what I was saying earlier. It goes to, you know, the herd mentality. Like you want to go, we, in, I feel like by nature, we want to go against the herd and, and we like you, new, unique, different things. And if now everybody and their mother is doing something, it's no longer cool and hip. And it's like, oh, now it's the longer videos that are what's up. So that's mm -hmm. interesting. Um, okay, and then this last one, let's see. So I've been posting consistently and my followers have been dropping from 114 to 112. I used to grow by at least a thousand a year. Curious why this is. I guess you've kind of answered that. I feel like in, you just, in terms, well, but maybe I'll let you answer that, I guess. Yeah, I would say, of course, it's a case-by-case -case basis. Um, I'd have to look at that person's account to figure out exactly what's going on. But for most people, if you're posting consistently and you're losing followers, it either means that you had followers already who were not that interested in your content, or number two, your content just isn't good enough to keep those followers around yeah. and to keep followers. So it's like similar to maybe what, what happened with me, maybe at one point, uh, let's see, coaching with Brooks, you, you had bought or paid for likes or followers and got some sort and, and that similar thing is happening with maybe you didn't hear the whole podcast i, I recommend going back because i asked a very similar question um all right man this was awesome i feel like i could go on for hours and hours with this uh this is this is what it's all about this was super valuable this is why you're doing well thank you because you are providing value to people um if i want to sign up for your court for your um for your Insta Club Hub and, and work with you, what, what do we do here? Yeah, the best first step is really just to send me a direct message on Instagram. I chat with thousands of people every single day in the DMs. I have a community manager who helps me also respond to DMs. So shoot me a direct message if you want to figure out next steps or if you're ready to just jump in, head to instaclubhub.com. And we actually have a, a live training uh, for anyone watching live. We have it tomorrow on uh, Thursday, January 5th. If anyone's you know, listen to the podcast, it might have already passed, but we have a live training coming up tomorrow for anyone who wants to attend. Love it. And, and so you mentioned earlier, the Insta Club Hub, it's, and I like this, you're teaching a man to fish. And this is the analogy I always think. Yeah. You're not giving somebody a fish, you're teaching them to fish. Yeah. You're teaching them to have that discipline and what to do. So what, what are the pricing wise? Is it different all over? Is it one standard price that you give people like, we're going to put you on a monthly package, we're going to train you. Yeah. And do you help them with anything in terms of their posting or is it literally just this is what you should do 
and have them. We have, we have trainings. We do have templates and tutorials as well. So you can plug and play and kind of use our scripts or our uh, templates for the reels or direct messages, things like that. Um, and we also have different price models because some people only want to be in for a few months. Some people just want to do a two week trial and figure out if it's right for them. Some people are ready to commit for an entire year. So we have different price models depending on uh, how long someone intends on staying. But speaking of the teaching man to fish, another thing that we like to do and like to encourage people is if you're a business owner who like doesn't want to learn to do this, but you have a team already, or you have already hired someone to do your posting, send them through it. Like let them learn so that they are actually putting the most current relevant up-to-date strategies into practice for your accounts rather than just, uh, putting into practice what they heard from some podcast that's five years old. Well, I, I was just thinking that's, I think I'm going to do this. Uh, there so you go. I'm going to have my girl. I had a feeling, I had a feeling that's where you were headed. Yeah, I think I think that's that's what's up. I love it. Um, oh, there was one last question that I, I caught at the very beginning when I was researching you, and I totally forgot to ask it. Uh, promise, this is the last one. AI, no AI. You said you said that you think this is the future. I saw a post you did. Check out AI. Well, tell me about how AI is gonna come into play here. Yeah, it's a game changer. Um, and where it's at right now is mind blowing and yet it's in its infancy. It's brand new, a lot of this artificial intelligence and at least tools like ChatGPT and GPT, uh, the third model that was just released a few months ago. Um, so it's in its infancy. But what we know and what we've all seen in our lifetimes about technology and especially software is that it's growing exponentially. Um, it's wild how fast it's growing and improving. And the crazy thing about artificial intelligence is that it improves on itself and it teaches itself. Um, so we've been playing around with it recently. My mom and I call each other once a day to update each other on the crazy new thing that we tried today with specifically with chat GPT. Um, and basically it can do almost anything you want it to as long as it's text related. So I can ask it to write me a poem about in and out burger in Shakespearean style. I did that as an example in my YouTube video. I had it come up with Instagram posts for me. I had it come up with topics and scripts. I had it transcribe videos. I had it take transcriptions and then write um, email marketing based off those YouTube transcriptions. So it's, it's mind blowing. I and I think about this, this is mind blowing. Yeah. And I heard Google's gonna, it should be scared because yes. this could replace Google because it's like basically doing what Google's doing, but on steroids, because it's like you search on Google and there's all these different algorithms and you hope that you get what you're looking for, but not always. Whereas this like, will like talk to you and tell you exactly about this topic and, and really, it's it's fascinating stuff. So do you guys use this as part of your system or you're still exploring to use it as part of your system? Yes, we've, we've already implemented it um, in a few ways. We use it for copywriting, we use it for blog, email, Twitter, social media. Uh, so we've already begun using it. And I mean, you and I could spend three hours talking about artificial oh. intelligence because it's, it's a big topic and all the different implications of it. Um, but what I will say is for anyone watching, don't wait. You know, don't sit around until the masses get on it and it becomes saturated and, and very overused. Hop on it now. I just posted a YouTube video on my channel yesterday all about the topic and how I use it for Instagram. Uh, so just start exploring, start playing around, get, have fun with it. Like I, like I said, I asked it to write me a poem in Shakespearean style about In-N-Out Burger. Just start pushing its boundaries and seeing what you can come up it. with. Yeah, I love it. I'm dying to see how it habit, you know, because I have a, a very specific niche, gamifying your habits, tricking your brain to use behavioral science to work for you. Yeah, you know, principles. So I'm dying to see it. So you are the man. All right, girls, uh, my teammates that watch this right now, I want you to go back and 
rewatch this and have a drinking game where you have to drink a shot every time I tell Brock this is the very last question. Because I'm guessing you'll be pretty <laughs> wasted uh, eight or nine times. You're awesome, dude. Thank you so much. Um, I, I honestly think we're going to check this out, try it, because we, we're stuck. And, you know, we could use the help. These girls are so smart and they're great, but we don't have the, the expertise and the research and what you guys are doing. And um, I'm excited to, to give it a shot. I think everybody else should as well. Thank you so much. I appreciate it, Will. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, man. Have a good one. Bye-bye. That's it for the Gamify Your Habits podcast with Will Moore. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and be sure to visit moremomentum.com to learn how you can gamify your life.